0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Pastor Bruce. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, band. We should have a, we should have a jam session sometime and the preacher just comes out and goes, okay, what songs do we know? A bit of ACDC. I oh, know you're a party animal. You like all the disco songs. Lizzie likes all the sort of Ed Sheeran and sort of folky stuff, don't you? Lizzie? Yeah, no, she's just being, yeah, no, no, not at all, that's right. Um, but tell you what, I might do, because Bruce is very, he's been very nice to me, he's given me, given me a bit more time, and uh, hello to everyone watching at home, and good morning, hope you've had a coffee. So because we've got a bit more time, I thought I might kick off with a song, is that all right? Is that all right? Uh, <laughs> yay! <laughs> um, I figured this, there's a song I, th- I feel like it's very timely. Uh, 2022 is the year... For you, no. I'm trying to think of a good, a good slogan. It's a year of breakthrough, but you know, it's 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 already started with a whole lot of for a lot of people, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of things where, the, like Bruce was talking before about hope and 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 our hearts just being lifted to a place where we go. I'm actually looking forward to something rather than just coping and surviving and barely getting on. It's really important to exercise our hope muscle. And so the Bible says, "Put our hope in God. Put your hope in God. Put our hope in God." And so this song is about trusting him that he is going to work all things together for good even the things that look real nasty and messy and seem to have curbed the vision you had perhaps for your life or certainly for this year but you know what god has got it all in control so let's look to him
1: He's got it all in control He's got it all in control He's put that reassurance Way down in my soul He's got it all in control put my life in his hands I've put my life in his hands So every road I walk down I know it's in his plan Cuz I've put my life in his hands sky He holds the land back from the sea And if He can do all that Surely He can take care of you and me Cause He's got it all in control Come on, give Him your year right now Lift it up to Him and trust Him Cause He's got it all in control And He's put that reassurance way down in my soul He's got it all in control You've got it all in control.
0: Father, we thank you for this morning, the chance we have to come away, Lord, to separate ourselves from the world, separate ourselves even from some of the daily chores and things we've got on our list of things to do, and we just make time for you, Lord, this morning. Take time to to look to you, to listen to you to wait on you, and, Lord, to be directed by you as we move forward into this new year. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence with us right now. Amen. In okay, case so I haven't had a chance, I haven't seen you this year so far. Happy New Year. A couple, a couple of weeks in. Um, who was here last week for the, uh, we had the Presence Night last week? A few a few, Yeah, yeah quite a few of you. And if you're on, watching online, uh, last week we, of course, had our first Sunday for for January. And uh, on Sunday night, we had a, a beautiful time of worship, just waiting on God, giving him our hearts in worship. And had some beautiful guests uh, come and sing with me as well, which was a real treat. But today I want to share a, a word I believe is a word for this year. I believe the soul of humanity has got uh, sick, of course. Uh, physically, there's a lot of sickness. But there's also the soul of humanity, as I said before. When hope goes, sickness comes. You know, without God and with hope, without hope and without God. And also a, a life without hope. The Bible talks a lot about a broken spirit and And someone who feels like there's nothing to look forward to. There's all sorts of manner of sickness can come in. So we need to make sure we're we're refixing ourselves and repurposing ourselves in the direction God has for us so that we can be well. It can be well with our soul and we can make the difference that God's called us to make. And so to help get our soul back on track and uh, to help, I I know the world needs this. And there's a a song that says it quite nicely. And that is uh, the kind, uh, the tonic for the world is kindness. Everyone say Kindness. Kindness. There's an old song by Glenn Campbell. It's called, okay, all the old country and western fans just gave themselves away right there. I, was, I, I could have got Lizzie to do that one. Hey, Lizzie. Yeah, yeah. You've got to try a little kindness. It's actually really good words if you go and check out, go and Google that song. But I, I, this morning I believe uh, it's time to put the kind back into mankind, and also I also want to take kind away from that gingham-draped gingham draped quaint gift basket. You know, we think of kindness for the lovely, you know, we, we see poodle perms, we see, you know, tablecloths with you know Laura Ashley patterns and some fig jam and, and some nice classical music and, I don't know, high, maybe a bit of high tea. It's like kindness is one of those, it's like an old world, old-fashioned thing. No, no, no. Kindness is required at this time of our season of humanity, is ki- is required more than ever to be put smack bang in the middle of one of the greatest warfares in the universe has ever known. And that's where kindness belongs. And, and you're thinking, well, Michael, you're sort of you're, you're a bit over the top, you know. Just like, it's called emphasis preaching where you take a concept and you make it the most important thing in the universe for that week while you're preaching about it. And then next week it's something different. But I really feel, and it's been going for about the last month, and so many people have come up to me and, said, and talked about the kindness of God and just the feeling like God, God's goodness is the thing that actually sustains me. And the world needs that. And the world needs you and I to carry that as ambassadors of kindness in fact, it's such, it's such a powerful thing. Romans 2.4, let's talk, look at the scripture there. Can we just go look at the, the Amplified Version, guys? If we put the Amplified Version up, is that all right? Can we find that one? Amplified Version says, in Romans 2.4, or do you have no regard for the wealth of his kindness? It's talking about people taking for granted the things of God. Do you have no regard for the wealth of his kindness and tolerance and patience? in withholding his wrath or judgment. Are you unaware or ignorant of the fact that it's God's kindness that leads you to repentance, that is, to change your inner self, your old way of thinking, to seek his purpose for your life? You can just turn me down a little bit in the wedges just in the fallback. Just a little bit. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So in other words, this is actually God's strategy For doing the most important up a bit, sorry. (laughs) The the most important thing to him is, of course, reconciliation with his kids. To reconcile us, to be in relationship with us, to redeem us, to buy us back. How does he do that? Out of all the mechanisms of the, the anointing and faith and power and miraculous and supernatural, how does he do it? Through kindness. It is the kindness of God that brings us back into relationship with Him where the God of the universe and His children can live in a beautiful, holy, you know, universe-impacting way. It's kindness is the key. A lot of people get mixed up. We think we, life has got to be hard and God's hard. And everything's hard, but it must be good if it's hard. No, it's the kindness of God which leads us to repentance. It is this force that evokes such generous And willing reciprocity from our life. And I'm sure you can think of examples. Uh, When someone does something unexpected for you or goes over and above what was expected of them, and you just feel like, you don't feel obligated. Oh, now, they did so much blessing for me. Oh, now I've got to get them a present. Or now I've got to, you know, if if someone does gives you great customer service... Oh, now I've got to go buy back something from them because they were really nice. No, no, you just you, there's something inside us that wants to be a part of partnering with that person because that's what God has called, called kindness to be. It's something that goes out, it lassoes something where there was an obstacle, where there was a, a problem and it brings these two things together. It brings answers. Kindness is the answer for our lives. Kindness is the thing that puts us back in relationship with God and with one another. And as I'll, I'll be sharing in this next few minutes, scientifically, it's been proven it's one of the greatest things for the human soul, for you to be kind. It's great for the receiver that you're blessing. It's actually very, very, very good for you. Let me me, uh, quote. Scientists now understand the fundamental human need to do good for others is a necessary catalyst for physiological health, psychological well-being, and stress reduction. That's a bit of a synthesis of a whole lot of papers that I'd uh, read that Linda, Linda's does a lot of research on a positive psychology and she's really on the grip of all this stuff. And so I've synthesized that down to one sentence. Scient- scientists now understand the fundamental need that you and I have is that as we do good for others, this is a necessary catalyst for our own physiological, health, psychological well-being and stress reduction. It's a concept known as altruistic egoism. Big word. You can say, mum, I learned a new word today. Altruistic, of course, we know that means doing something for others with no, with no benefit, no perceived benefit for ourselves. And egoism is about doing things for self. So it's actually this seemingly uh, like a disparity or a, a, a contradiction. But altruistically, because we're doing so many great things and, and looking out for others, we cannot help but be helped and blessed ourselves. It's amazing. The world is just after, you know, in 2020, when some of these papers came out, are catching up with what God wrote 3,000 years ago. You know, uh, 3,500 years ago in Proverbs and, of course, Jesus' teachings. Martin Luther King, MLK, is quoted as saying Every man must decide whether he will walk in the light of creative altruism or in the darkness of destructive selfishness. It's amazing. By the end of this message, I believe that you're going to be going, "Yeah, so why don't we? Why aren't we more kind? Why why isn't the world more kind? Why can't I find myself the resource, the wherewithal, and the awareness to be more kind? If it's such a good thing for everyone and and me, why don't we do it? Well, good news is I am going to tackle that. We're going to have a real grown-up conversation at about 10:30. All right, 10:30. Put your hats on because we're going to talk about. Why don't we do it? But I want to talk a bit more about how we do kindness in a very practical way, and then we're going to address how we can make sure we keep doing it. Proven benefits of kindness. Perhaps we can flick these, a couple of these up on the screen. Thanks, guys. Proven benefits of kindness. This is from uh, research, medical research. Increased feelings of strength and energy. It makes you feel calmer. So if you suffer from anxiety... And of course there's medications, there's therapies, there's activations, there's things you can do to ameliorate some of that tension and get rid of that fear, of course, and prayer of course, of course, first thing we go to. However, it's proven that kindness can actually reduce our anxiety. It increases our sense of self-worth, feeling a bit lousy about yourself and thinking, oh no, I'm not really feeling very confident, I'm, I'm not really valuable, I'm not really contributing anything to the world. Kindness. You know, I hear these great stories of people serving in hope. Um, you are going down there and you know, someone says, Why don't you just come and volunteer? Oh, but I've got problems and you know, what help could I be? And I am the one that needs help. No, no, come on, you you come and help someone else. And the testimonies of people who actually feel like their whole life takes a new takes on a new trajectory and new sense of meaning and purpose because they've actually looked out beyond themselves through kindness. Kindness also causes the body to produce serotonin. And you know what t- serotonin does? That's that thing that helps uh, what's like an antidepressant makes you feel good, actually settles you down. It also decreases pain, generates endorphins. So incredible the fact that kindness has a physiological impact on our life and body. So, how do we do kindness properly? I have, of course, an acronym for you. It wouldn't be a message uh, by me without an acronym. I've worked out, Jeff always has like his three points and then five points about the three points or something like that, it's like three or four points. And I'm always amazed how he gets through it all. And he doesn't, he's just he isn't one of the most gifted preaching teachers I've ever had the privilege of sitting under. But um, I'm an acronym sort of guy, so here we go. So how do we do kindness properly? K, everyone say K. K stands for keep looking up. Keep looking up. First point of call, you cannot help someone... I will give something to someone that which you do not have. As much as it might be, oh, but it's a thought that counts. Yeah, but you've got to have the thought. You've still got to have the thought first. You've got to have it first. So keep looking up. By looking up and in John 5, 19 in the Message Translation. if we read that? There we go. I'm going to read the big version. Is that all right? My gla- didn't bring my glasses for that one. So Jesus explained himself at length. And he said, I'm telling you this straight. The Son cannot independently do a thing only what he sees the father doing what the father does the son does and the father loves the son and includes him in everything he's doing so there's this inex- uh, 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 you know, inexplicable sort of um uh, intrinsic sort of connection between Jesus and his father which means that all the resources of heaven were able to be channeled in when Jesus was hooked up and they had that docking station that's why I like to refer to it as a docking station it's IT sort of term you want to get data from from one device to another, some sort of you need some sort of hub, some sort of connection point, some sort of portal through which to transfer the necessary data, information, or in our case, if we need things from heaven, what's our docking station? There's a lot of people running around looking for you know reading fancy new age books and trying all sorts of things and worrying. We think worrying will work. If I worry harder, they work. God has given us that perfect docking station through worship and his word so the think, think of docking when you get in touch with jesus just worship and say love him spend time thinking about him praising him and then get into the word everything you need to find out how to get faith to bring heaven's resources in will be found in that docking station of worship and the word and uh, i have a wonderful analogy of this i was i'm just doing some digging in the garden at the moment who's doing some around the house chores at the moment not enough hands going up come on people get let's get let's get busy all right I know Bruce has been been, uh, doing some stuff. He's he's got a a testimony, a very good testimony about working around the house at the moment. But I've been digging and doing a lot of digging. Uh, I'm good at digging, you know. I can't fix many things, but I can dig holes, man. I'm, I'm good at that. I've got four different shovels. That's how serious I am. I'm always digging myself out of trouble somewhere along the way. But I've got this beautiful big I should know the technical name for it. It's not a square mouth shovel. It's not a small garden spade. It's like the big, it's the big, it's a long handle shovel with the, yeah, pointy, t- yeah, the pointy one. Is that a technical term, Peter gone? Is that the, the pointy one? It's, but it's good because it, it really slices into the dirt and gets a, oh, a lot of heft. They get that leverage, you know. So I'm digging, I fill up my wheelbarrow because I've got to get the sand out so I better put some, um, I won't tell you the story. It's it's very interesting to me, not interesting to anyone at home or anywhere else. This is not a gardening show. But anyway, I'm digging lots of... And I fill up this, this wheelbarrow, a big industrial wheelbarrow, like the sort that brickies use, you know, serious, you know. <laughs> serious, serious literage. And a big, fat, wide, flat tyre, you know, a big tyre. None of these little skinny sort of, you know, tyres from the Waldex or something like that. So it's a serious tyre, right. Unfortunately, I filled up the sand the wheelbarrow sand. And um, the wheel has gone flat. Obviously, you haven't, you haven't used it for a couple of months or years. And so it's gone flat and impossible to move this sand. And I had to get the sand out to somewhere else before I could do the next job. And I only had half an hour of daylight because who wants to work in 40 degree heat, right? So I'm getting all stressed. I'm really stressed. I'll go out. I'm, I think I've got a pump in the, in the, in the shed. So I go and find a pump. I think it's an old bike pump, one of those sort of ones. But I didn't have any of the right nozzles to get into the to, to the valve of the the wheelbarrow. So I've got three different types of hose and little uh, adapters and reticulation solenoids <laughs> of gaffer tape stuff, and I'm holding it like this, and I'm saying, Linda, I've. I've I'm blowing. I'm blowing in the thing. I'm going. Linda, come out quick! And she hates it when I call her out to help with the yard the, the, uh, work. She never knows what she's going to get in for. But she comes out. I said, put, "Put pump, pump that, pump that." And I'm holding all these different contraptions of hoses and leads and valves together. Please, we've got to get some air into this thing so I can move the wheelbarrow. So she's pumping away. And and the amazing thing was, it actually worked. And it's rock hard. And I'm like. I felt I feel like such a, such, a, such a powerful man. I only took an hour and a half to pump up a wheelbarrow tire. But the point was, I didn't have a very good docking station, the correct valve, the correct connection, the correct thing. So a lot of us, we're running around trying to do work for God, but we're not getting the resource. We're not getting that connection with him. Make time for Jesus, whatever that looks like for you. Last week, our, the girls shared about how, how the Word and worship and putting on music can help them. But Whatever the style of you connecting with jesus make sure you hook up and keep looking up i know what physical malnutrition looks like but i also have learned to see what someone's soul and spirit and myself what malnutrition looks like it's it's a very sad thing to behold let's keep looking up and being resourced and then we can flow out of that so that's k keep looking up let's go to i i i stands for it's our spiritual dna it's our spiritual DNA. You and I were born for this. We we're born to be generous, but we do need to practice it. Let's look at the scripture, Acts 4.13. Acts 4.13 says, Now they, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men, they were marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. So in other words, there might be a whole lot of things about you and I that are unimpressive, but the one thing we want people to behold and to ascertain and to perceive is that they've been with Jesus. And not in terms of the, you're a weirdo with a, a sticker that puts people off from your car and, you know, you, oh, that's, you know they're a Christian. Oh. More like there is, there is something special about that person. There's something not normal, like it's super normal. It's above, why would you do that? Why would you be generous to someone like that? Why would you have such peace amidst this storm? Why would you trust you know that the situation's gonna work out okay. How can you how can you be like that? There's a perception that there is something different. They perceive that we've been with Jesus. And so it's it's our natural DNA that we are actually absolutely flowing the way Jesus would in any given situation. But practice makes permanent. That's a, that's a very important phrase to learn. Not practice makes perfect, because sometimes you practice the wrong thing, you just get worse at that thing. E.g if you're slicing at golf and you keep just hitting it like that for 4 hours at a good driving range you'll get perfect at slicing. Practicing the right things makes permanent. And we want to make generosity and kindness permanent. I have attributes from my parents. My parents were quite musical, but just because they were naturally, you know, genet- genetically disposed or you know, uh, neurologically disposed to a musical intelligence, it didn't guarantee that I would actually be able to play well. I had to practice every day. Because we receive Jesus into our hearts and we say, God, I want my life to be filled with your presence and to be washed clean and to, for your nature to be imprinted upon my life. We pray that prayer, but the Bible still says every day to put off the old man, to practice, to by reason of use have your senses exercised in the right things, to believe God, and uh, to allow righteousness to become our portion every day. So it takes that practice. Disciple literally means... Disciplined one. So, hands up if you're a di- really, really, really disciplined person, like you're really good at sticking to what you need to stick to and following through. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, nine people. Okay, ten. Trevor Todd. Okay, we're gonna have a special prayer of intercession and an intervention later on over here. This, uh, good on you, good on you, Trev. Good on you, Trev. Uh, well, we all our hands should be up. If we're following Jesus, we are all disciples we are disciplined ones we can actually follow god so what does it say how do we do this so canter how do we practice the discipline of kindness canter youngs and univa they are three scientists you probably don't know them. that's okay but in 2017 they identified three components of kindness this is classic it's like you just go that's just in the bible yeah but i don't think they got this from the bible they've got this from years and years of Uh, studies and and surveys and qualitative and quantitative reviews. So firstly, one of the components of kindness is agreeable tolerance, courteousness and acceptance. Agreeable tolerance, courteousness to others and acceptance of others. What do you like in that regard? Don't put your hand up if you have prayer for that as well. Bruce, there's going to be a lot of prayer later on. Number two, empathetic consideration of others' feelings. How empathetic are you? How easily can you put yourself in someone else's shoes? Oh, but Pastor Michael, that's not my personality, my disposition. I'm a, I'm a bull terrier. I'm a bulldog. I'm a, I make things happen. But you know, my wife's, she's more, you know, more gentle and more, you know, more sensitive on the sensitive side. But I'm, not, I'm like this, <clears throat> or vice versa. Maybe you say, you know, my, my wife's the she just makes things happen. I'm more aware of, of, of reflecting and seeing how people are going. It's the Bible doesn't have a a, a chapter that says that for all the extroverts read this chapter, you know, another chapter for the introverts and for the you know it, it doesn't do it. It wants us all to develop this this character of having an understanding of what it might like to feel like someone else's. Jesus was like that. He was touched with you know the, the, our infirmity. He was he felt. He felt his heart ached when he saw need. Yet he was also able to make things happen when he needed to make them happen. Third thing that the scientists discovered about kindness is the principled, proactive, altruistic behavior that honors others. Okay, it's a big, big, big mouthful, I know, but principled, proactive, altruistic behavior. In other words, there's a display of activity and proactivity which causes lives of others to be made better. We might call it a cause or to minister to others or on a, we're on a mission. We, we, we show acts of kindness. So they're the three d- demonstrations of kindness. And, of course, very practically, here's a small, small list of practical things and then we're going to watch a video which sees these things in action. Here's a practical list. One, listen. Why do you start with that one? No, just listening to others. Letting them talk is one of the greatest things you can do. There are no such thing as interesting conversations, just interested people. If you're an interested person, no matter who you're talking to, they will feel like what they're saying really matters and that they've made someone's life better by sharing their story. So don't look for interesting stories and I want to go to the find and talk to the interesting person. Be an interested person in someone else and people will always want to talk to you. Number two, show compassion. Number three, give genuine compliments. Try and be specific and just, you know, sometimes, you know, I've, I've given a compliment and realized, oh, they probably didn't want me to say that. But I'd, I'd rather err on maybe saying the wrong thing. Like people say, Michael, you said the, uh, maybe you didn't say the right thing. There. Okay, I could have st- stood back and perceived and waited and thought about the, and then they would definitely have got on the bus or, you know, they, they would have left town. Sometimes you've got to act in the moment. But generally, if you're trying to be complimentary, people will, will take that and, and feel lifted up by that. Offer to help, number four. Say thank you. That's a really important one. It's showing kindness when you've actually done something, Someone done something for you, your way of being kind to that person, say, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the way you did that. So whenever someone's serving me in a restaurant or a hotel, I really make a big deal of, of, of calling out and making um, them feel like I really appreciate the way you attended to us and you're, you're hospitable and, and you, know, you, you made every effort to, to make us feel comfortable. Thank you, I really they're like they just they just their countenance just changed. You think don't other people say this? Obviously, not a lot of people do, but you guys do. I know. I'm looking out. Yeah, good good people. Number six, consider how others may be affected by your decisions and words. Think, just consider it. Now Sometimes you can't be running around fearing what everyone's going to think if you if you, if you say something or suggest something or you change your your your, your mind on something. But to at least consider it and try and do your best to be aware of how it might impact others. I had some changes to my notes and I wanted to do a few things different. So I was talking to the team. I said, guys, I'd like to be able to do this. If it's too hard, we don't have to do that. We can stick to that. But I'd like to, can, can we do that? And um, on some things they said, "Yep, yeah, absolutely, we can, we can make that happen. So imagine if we all communicated like that with our, in our work and stuff like that and with our businesses. Say, so, look, you know, I'd, I'd like to do this. I think this is important, but hey, I'm not going to make that stress go downstream. For the sake of my you know, nonchalance and you know autocracy, right? Gifts. Some of you are gifts uh, givers. That's really nice. And um, some people make gifts or make cards. That's a a beautiful way to express kindness. Just smile. Everyone smile. One, two, three. Whenever, whenever I get. Uh, Linda's having her photo taken. Because sometimes she has a bit of a, one of those smiles. Hi, darling. She's watching on the. She will smile. And she, and I'm going and, and I and then I, I have to say something to make her do a real smile. So I just I say the name of our pet and she goes. I get I get the I get the real smile. So smile can actually really show other people that life life's going to be okay. You know, the sense of confidence and, and levity and lightness that comes when someone around you is smiling versus, you know, sullen, being sullen, cranky. It's incredible. There's an atmosphere we create just by a smile. Of course, which is why I hate masks. I guess I could have one of those masks, that have a, print a big smile on it, but that's that's just creepy, right?
1: <laughs> Joe's got one of those, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> and someone task for someone you might think it's not a big deal
0: but that person goes oh fantastic I was hoping to get away home a bit earlier today thank you so much just just carrying the load for others and number 10 be patient deliberately patient (laughs) be deliberately patient when you you absolutely have every right to be cranky I'm thinking I'm feeling very convicted right now and those of you who are uh, a bit of a road rage issue sort of people um you know, you, know, you know, I'm going to be kind. I'm not going to beep the horn or zim around them and, and put the brakes on. I don't do that, by the way. I'm going to just, okay, I'm going to let them go and I'm going to quietly go around them. That's showing them kindness. Now, they don't get to, they don't go, oh, thank you. I'm going to vote for you as the driver of the year award. No, but, but you're, you're displaying kindness. You're putting the kind back into mankind. All right, that was I. That took a long time. Sorry about that. That was K. Keep looking up. I, it's our spiritual DNA to do this. N, never walk past a need. Never walk past a need. We are all good Samaritans. That's who we are. Never walk past a need. We're going sh- to watch a video right now and uh, we'll watch it for about four or five minutes. we get getting a thumbs up from that. Here's some examples of random acts of kindness where people didn't walk past a need. They stepped up and did this. Let's check it out.
2: Look at how fast this guy's running after the souvenir ball, only to give it to this little girl right after. There it is. I was rooting for the girl myself. It's in the end. Nice. Yes. Coco Johnson spent a whole year in the hospital and finally said farewell to sarcoma. So all of her neighbors decided to arrange a welcome home parade for her. <laughs> This professor was very upset when none of his students turned off their cameras in the last lesson. But suddenly, all of them showed up on the screen and he couldn't hold back his tears. After this fighter won the match, his opponent couldn't get back on his feet because he was in severe pain. So the winner returned to carry him to the medics.
1: Well, look at that. There's a show of respect if you ever needed to see one.
2: The police officer stopped this motor and asked him to catch up with a bus to return a random woman her lost medicine. And the rider took off without a moment's hesitation. This wild lynx got caught in a trap but it was lucky that this man decided to risk his own life to set it free oh look that poor animal certainly wasn't expecting such kindness from humans a pedestrian woman got trapped under and random passersby lifted the 2.5 ton car just to save her fortunately the woman was not hurt This Zimbabwean farmer was supposed to throw away fruits that were unsuitable for export, but instead, he gave three trailers worth of oranges to hungry elephants and monkeys. This team found a wallet with $1,500 and decided to return it to the owner. He just left the wallet on the porch without taking a cent. When a fireman pulled a dog from a burning house, the poor little guy could no longer breathe on his own. But these heroes fought for his life until they won. You this little girl is taking a photo with her favorite team, not suspecting that the guys have a surprise for her.
1: Who do you see Who's that?
2: Mom. It's her mom, who she hasn't seen in a long seven months. What a touching moment. This ride could have been the last for this motorcyclist if he hadn't dodged a blue SUV in time. When the car driver walked towards him, he was ready for anything but this. Sorry. Very sorry. Thank you. Thank you for stopping. Thank you for stopping, sir. Yes. You have a good Memorial Day. sure you're okay?
0: I'm positive, thank you.
2: The huge sawfish ended up on the shore and no one dared to help him, except for these two brave guys who weren't afraid of its sharp saw. (laughs) And this big guy is helping his little bro to get out of the floodwaters. This man went to his favorite barber shop to shave his head due to cancer, so his barber decided to support him in a very touching way. And then everyone who was there at that moment joined him. An incredible example of support. This married couple saw a turtle that had washed ashore. It was entangled in fishing nets and
1: could hardly breathe.
0: The man was barely able to cut the nets. YouTube videos of people showing the latest version of how to get... 18-inch eyelashes, or slamming someone from the opposite party that they you know, about some issue. All this aggression and and duality, and you know polarization, and just and just angst and ego. Just it's just it's just the rubbish that ca- causes the world to get caught up in its own tangle. Its own ta- like that turtle just just tangled up. But the, the random act of kindness can absolutely liberate. The person, the recipient. But listen to this. This is, They did some study on random acts of, acts of kindness. Because I know that we say, and I actually, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I said, oh, I don't like that random acts of kindness. We should be purposef- purposefully uh, kind. But I think what the, the essence of random acts of kindness is, and I want to read this out. Random acts of kindness, it's spontaneously doing something nice for someone without expecting anything in return. What's interesting is the purposive act or the deliberate act of kind gestures although it's, it's noble and, of course, it's important. But it's the u- uniqueness, variance, and unpredictable responses that arise from completely unplanned acts of kindness which have the greatest effect on the giver and the recipient. We just need to have a default setting that says, I'm watching and I care. So if we're, we have this default setting of I'm watching and I care, there will be hundreds of examples, opportunities, maybe hopefully not quite so dangerous as some, uh, some of those ones, to be able to show kindness. So it's not just random like, oh, I'll occasionally do it. No, it's, it's random in terms of you didn't plan for this to happen, but you had a chance to be a part of the answer for someone. If you have something that you do that every day, the danger of doing something kind every day in the same way, I've done research on this. And Of course, we are disciplined ones. We do the right thing consistently, in season, out of season, we do the right thing. However, things like that can become a chore. They can become something almost, there's no life in it anymore. There's no joy in it anymore. There's no faith in it anymore. There's no moment in it anymore. So it's almost like that randomness of doing things that are different enables us to really, again, see the incredible power of generosity and kindness and reap the benefits of that ourselves. So that's Never walk past a need. Even if you think you can't do something about it, you can do something about it. You can pray. If you haven't got time, they've done studies of this, of course, of people who are, most, are least likely to help others are those that are not so much selfish, it's just they are literally too busy. They don't have time. Either they see it and they don't have time to, to fix it, or they just don't see it because they're so focused. They did a study at, uh, I think it was Harvard, they did an example of, I think it was in a theology or psychology unit where they talked about altruism and they, they got some fake people in need to be in the quadrangle, like they needed help or they wanted directions or they needed someone to comfort them. Different examples of needs in the middle of the quadrangle at the university. They were, and the people, the students were sent from one lecture theatre to another lecture theatre, but, but were told they had to get there by a certain time, like a pretty hasty, um, sort of rendezvous point. They had to get to the next lecture theatre by a certain time and they were running late. And they did a study of how many of those people who crossed right past people who are faking those needs, how many of them actually stopped and how many of them actually d- just, sorry, had, had to go past. Most of it's because I'm just in a hurry. I, d- I d- had to get somewhere else, I had to be somewhere else. So busyness can be a real real trap. Let's not let, let business rob us from being part of the answer. You know, even you call up someone and say, oh, I'm going to be a bit late. Um, there's someone who's broken down the side of the road. I've pushed them off the side of the road. It wasn't safe. It wasn't a safe situation. So, you know, be proactive, be wise, but we can always pray. That's for sure. D, let's go to D, the last letter on our kind acronym. Decide to be, to be the answer. Ephesians 2.10 puts this beautifully. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them in other words all those opportunities you see come across you of course I'm not saying we're all going to run around with a superman you know uh, and and meet every need I remember a great uh, prophetic word that pastor Jeff got from the prophet Jan Jan Painter and in fact Jeff in his early pastoring days trying to the load of carrying a, a large church and trying to meet everyone's need and be a great pastor it could be quite burdensome quite tiring and uh, her word to him was you know I've, i've called you to to meet the call not the need i'll meet the need if you meet your call so it's about being connected with god having that tether with him having an eye that's open and a heart that's open not trying to be the super savior but certainly saying god i thank you for the opportunities you're going to bring my way for me to be a person who does your good works that you've already designed You've already architected those opportunities for me to be a blessing. It's not about disposition or personality. Stop thinking that. The, and here we go. Here's, the, here's the, the rubber hits the road I wanted to get to this last five minutes. Why don't we show kindness? We all agree, we all agree that kindness is a good thing. Okay? It's a good notion. Why doesn't it happen? Here are ten very quick reasons why it doesn't happen. One, potential danger and risk. Sometimes it can cause us to put ourselves in harm's way. It can be confronting. It can expose inadequacies in us. We may even be rejected. You do something nice, no, nah, don't want that, mate. Okay, There's, there is a risk in it. But is it worth it? Absolutely. Jesus laid down his life for his friends. Always go into risk. And this, this is someone who's very risk-averse and conventional, according to one um, psychometric, you know, <laughs> Always curb my options and just you know, have a backup plan. No no no. God calls us to, to to risk things when he's called us in that way. Number two, reason why we don't you show kindness is we're looking out for number one, we live in a hyper We live in a hyper-individualistic, post-modern, post-Christian age. In other words, we're all about us. Me, 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 me. It's a singing exercise. Me, 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 me. And so what happens is we, we really can't care about our, anyone else because we're so focused on ourselves. That is not the way to life or happiness. Scientists have even said it is psychologically a fine and physiological fundamental need to do good to others. That's what scientists say in the, journal, in the scientific journal. Okay, number three, we have our own issues. <laughs> there's not enough left in our emotional tank. There's no capacity left for us to lift up others because we're so weak. And I believe there are times when we absolutely need to be carried. Please hear me. If you're having a really hard time, oh, I've got to just not worry about myself. No, you, you need to look after yourself. Let others look after you. But I know that there are times, all, all, every, every single one of our lives, when we have the capacity to actually help someone along. Even sometimes we don't feel that well ourselves I've seen God use people when they were actually in a, in a bit of a bad space, as I mentioned hope before, and actually they've been lifted out because they looked out for someone else. Um, but maybe we, we're a bit worried about ourselves too much. Number four, we don't feel equipped. We don't know what to do. Okay, uh, quick spot quiz. Uh, all the blokes in the audience here. When some when, a, when there's a lady in front of you that's not your wife, your mum, your daughter, or your sister, you don't know her very well, and she's crying and sobbing in front of you and there's not many other people around, do you know what to do? Because I, I don't. That was supposed to be funny. That, that just didn't work at all. You're not, you're, not, you're not being a very kind audience there. You know, it's like when something's happening, it's like someone's crying and you're going, because uh, uh, you you don't, you don't, you're worried about being too too familiar. You're worried about being too, you know, like too intrusive. What's the matter? I, I, I don't, I'm going to ask what the matter is. Um, is, there, is there another lady around? It's like that thing, you know? I'm sure, thanks a lot guys, leave me hanging, right? <laughs> right now, Pastor Jeff's sitting back on his lounge chair laughing his head off. It's a risk, it's like you have to go, but we feel like we don't know what to do, we don't feel equipped. Well then, find, if, if you find yourself in situations that happen a bit more than once, find out some strategies, some, some methodologies where you know that okay, when this happens, I'm going to do that, or get someone, you know, you can plan your, your kindness, you can improve your kindness, practice makes, Permanent. Well done. The other thing is number five: someone else will do it. There's this thing called the law of the crowd. If someone now started crying in the middle of the room, <laughs> I'm dealing really do this crying thing at the moment, aren't I? <laughs> someone needs to hear this. Someone's crying in the middle of the room. I'll bet you not everyone, not everyone will run across and comfort her because everyone will be thinking, "Oh, someone else, is surely more equipped than me, or knows more about the situation, or is closer, will do it." So what happens, we have a whole world out there with thousands and millions of people in their near vicinity going through pain, hurting, but no one's helping them because we all think, oh, someone else will do it. Not out of a horrible thing, oh, it's not my job, I don't want to do it, just I'm, I'm sure someone else is taking care of that. I remember driving past someone on the Canning on the Bridge, and uh, I, I, I was going past quite slowly, but I saw on the right-hand lane where it was stopped, because they had to turn right at another light, They was stopped, and this guy pulled... Got in the back, got out of the front seat of a taxi. Got in the back seat and dragged someone out of the car onto the onto the highway, and and and, and got a gun and I was pointing a gun at him. And now I, did, just as this was happening, I drove past. I'm like, what? Did that just happened, and I could think, oh, that wasn't very good. I hope maybe they were doing a skit for a, you know, police police academy skit or it could, could be that it could be. I wonder if it's a loaded gun. I if my brain. I thought straight away, what can I do? I can pray, say, Lord, protect that person, help that. And I went, bang, 911. Come on, people, come and work with me. Wake up, everybody. 911. Ah, ah, dang. <laughs> Too much American television, right? Zero, zero, zero. And I got on there I say, hey, please, yes. I try to think they always they always talk in this really really boring sort of voice because they're trained not to be emotional and I'm, I'm trying to be, they're going to ask me where I am and what direction I'm travelling, which I'm useless at, uh, north, northeast over Canning Highway. It's, uh. But I described the incident and say, they said, thank you, we're dispatching units. They got someone there within two minutes and, um, and they rang me back and said, thank you for your call. That actually, the information you gave about the person, the, the, you know, the, the type of, you know they always ask for you know, skin colour and height and I go, well, you know, he had a slight limp on the left-hand side, his he had wavy <laughs> auburn hair. I think it was Mortesian copper. Maybe it was Mortesian copper. It was lovely, whatever it was. <laughs> I should be a cop. No, <laughs> no. I would be the nice cop. Yeah, Linda would be the bad cop and I'd be the nice cop. <laughs> anyway, so I but I but I bet a phone call, you know, I save I save someone's life. I save
1: I, <laughs> I'm a hero. <laughs>
0: But literally, like, I'm not trained in the. Plus, I've already gone past, but I thought I, I can do something. I rang 911. <laughs> but anyway. So, someone else will do it. No, you do it. Number six, you had a bad experience last time. I could make it worse. Okay, the proverbial old lady that you help across the road who didn't want to go across the road. She hits you with a handbag. You had a bad experience. Keep being kind. Number seven, they don't deserve it. I keep going past people who are asking for money and drinks, and uh, I don't deserve it. I'm, 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 I'm perpetuating the problem, you know. I'm not really helping them. No, 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 don't give. No, I think I refuse to. I refuse to become that sort of person. So I always, go, I actually go and buy some water. And I, there's one guy who, he's always out by 10:10 Kitchen. So I always get him a big. not very healthy. I get him a big pack of prawn crackers and a bottle of water. I said, "Mate, have a good Saturday night, mate." I mean, and he, but he lights up. And his cholesterol goes up. And number seven, they don't deserve it. Doesn't matter. Love. Number eight, it might be misinterpreted. Uh, yeah, what, what do they want? Yeah, what are they being nice to me? Nah, doesn't matter. Don't, do, don't, don't worry about that. You're not, you're not responsible for someone's response. Think about how it might affect them, but you're responsible to do what you feel is the right thing. Number nine, you're not aware. Just not intentionally scanning for opportunities. You've got that narrow focus. And number ten, you have an undeveloped, underdeveloped empathy uh, perhaps it wasn't modeled for you by your parents or friends you know what that's okay lock into Jesus his his love will be shed abroad in your heart and that's what will happen um, when we do this I'd like to just close with this song so Lord we just want to be we sort to be like you thanks a bit more than the witch. thanks man Lord, we just want to be like you. Mm -hmm.
1: As each day passes by, I feel my love run dry. I get so weary worn and tossed round in the storm. Well, I'm blind to others' needs And I'm tired of planting seeds I seem to have a wealth So many thoughts about myself I want to, I need to Be more like Jesus i want to i need to be more like him our father's will was done by giving us his son who paid the highest cost and point us to the cross and when I think of him taking on whole world sin I take one look at me compared to what I'm called to be I want to I need to be more like Jesus I need, to, I need to be more like Him, you know now there's no greater love than to lay down your life, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend, for a friend. And the end of all my prayers Is to care like my Lord cares My one and only goal His image in my soul But my weakness is revealed But by His stripes I am healed He's faithful and He's true To complete the work He begins in you I want to, I need to Be more like Jesus, yeah I want to, I need to Be more like Him Thank you, Lord. Amen. I hope
0: that's your prayer as well. Keith Green, he always gets me. He always speaks to the disparity of what I'm like, but what Jesus has called us to be like. And he speaks to that space where we've got to lay aside compromise, selfishness and worry and just say you know what Jesus I want it all I just want to be like you and if his kindness causes mankind to turn from from wickedness and eternal hell if eternal damnation and hell if his kindness can do that for us then kindness can reap a great harvest of life and salvation in our life and in the, those around us could we just close our eyes just for a second thanks we're just going to pray a prayer right now and perhaps you're here in the building or maybe you're watching on television and our beautiful online service there at home. I want to give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus, to say yes. I want to live that sort of life. I want to be the sort of person who has a an incredible experience of, of my work and my friends and my relationships and my purpose on the earth, but I want my life to count for something more. I want my life to be what it was created to be, to be who God made me to be. And we can't do that boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot do that without docking, without receiving Jesus, without connecting with Him, not trying to get to heaven, not trying to be someone who's good enough to go to heaven. That's called religion. That's called striving. It's called a hard life. But to receive Jesus and say, Jesus, would you let your nature be formed on the inside of me? If you this morning say, I want that for my life. I want to receive Jesus. I want a fresh start. I want to be a kind, gentle person who can be a a breath of fresh air wherever I go. If you'd like to receive Jesus right now, if you're in the building, just slip up your hand just for a second so I can see that and you can put it down again. If you're in the building and you'd like to receive Jesus, yeah, God bless you. Yeah, amen. Just committing your life to Him. Yeah, fantastic. Perhaps you're recommitting your life to Him. That's great. If you're at home and you say, you know, I I need that. I need to respond. And we have a wonderful thing called Yes Text. It's pretty simple. Most people have got mobile phones. So if you simply text the numbers on the screen here for you, 0488-826-392. That number again, 0488-826-392. Simply text the three letters YES, Y-E-S, which stands for Your Eternity Secure. It means you've said yes to doing life with God. Then uh, one of our team from the church office here, uh, wonderful caring people, they'll send you some resources and some information about how to grow in your faith with God and perhaps a, a scripture verse. I think they send a scripture verse every day that will help build your faith. Because let's face it, the world doesn't know how to do kind very well, but the Word of God is full with instruction and inspiration and life to help us do this journey called kindness. So everyone, Metro. And at home, online, um, are you ready to put the kind back into mankind's? Yes, I heard a resounding amen from everyone here in the building, and hope you do too, as well at home. Uh, our service is, is up. As one final thing, as we go to our chores at home, before you do go to your chores at home and your wheelbarrow chores and all other things, we wanted you to be able to have an opportunity to practice a random act of kindness. It's it's, it's, spo- it's co-sponsored by Metro Church. Thank you, Pastor Jeff and Teaser and the team who've uh, authorised this. Is that We're going to give you the opportunity to sow into someone's life. So if you buy a, a drink, whether it's coffee or a tea or a cold drink, if you buy one, uh, the team out there are going to give you another... Drink of the of the same kind or a similar kind that you can bless someone with. So, you know, on the way out, just if you see someone you don't know or you maybe haven't seen for a while, ask them if they'd like a drink. And uh, when you get your drink, pay for your drink. You'll get another drink to bless them with. So go and practice kindness. Be awesome, and we'll see you again real soon at Metro. Pastor Bruce is down. Pastor Bruce is downstairs doing the wonderful ministry time. If you have um, prayer needs online, uh, just stay stay tuned for that. Uh, you can text your prayer through or uh, be there agreeing with. Uh, Bruce for the prayer and the the things you want to see happen this week for your family and friends Father thank you for the the miracles that are going to happen down there, thank you Pastor Bruce and don't forget tonight, Faith, Hope and Love 5 o'clock and there's prayer ministry